Good morning. We welcome you this day to this service of remembrance as we reflect upon the 20th anniversary of September 11, 2001, a day when mothers and fathers made lunches and got their children ready for school, a day when the President of the United States sat and read with a classroom of grade schoolers a day when the sky was crystal blue above Manhattan, a day when people boarded planes for trips across the country for work or to see friends, and then in the twinkling of an eye, terror, fire, chaos, and crumbling. And the world changed and has in many ways remained changed. We are here to remember these things, 
and to pray to God that our memories of such pain might be transformed into signs and seeds of hope, of love, and of grace. To not let terror have its way, but that it might be redeemed into grace and beauty. At the conclusion of this brief service of remembrance, we invite you to remain here within the pews for some time of personal and private reflection and meditation guided by images and music during that time until the end of the hour. Hear now our call to worship. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble, therefore we will not fear. Though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult, be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations, I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us, and the God of Jacob is our refuge.
Let us turn to God in prayer. We come to you this morning, Lord, to remember an old yet still fresh wound in the life of our country. We remember vividly where we were on this day 20 years ago when we saw pure evil in action in our world. We lamented to you, O God, asking why such evil could exist. We asked why so many innocent lives had to be lost in the blink of an eye. We asked for your comfort and for you to heal our broken hearts. And through the pain, through the stories we told each other about people we knew, you gave us a rare glimpse of the heavenly kingdom that is to come, a rare look at what being united through all our differences will be like. When we remember the horrors, we also remember this incredible sense of raw love for one another. We remember our vulnerability in the face of evil, our need for being strong in our faith, in our desire for being in community with our fellow humans. You showed us for a moment what it meant to have no East nor West, no Jew nor Gentile, no Black nor White, no Republican nor Democrat, no borders between countries. For this light and this hope, for a glimpse at the new Jerusalem that we so needed and still need today. We give you thanks, O Lord. We lift up to you today the children of the victims, the children who are now in their 20s and 30s, those who have grown without both parents, those who hit a home run or played a recital with an unoccupied seat in the audience. May they feel your presence today. We pray for the spouses, the parents, the brothers and sisters, the employers, the firefighters, the police officers, all of those who have had to look at an empty chair at the table. For the men and women who have lived with survivor's guilt, those who lost their life fighting for justice in the aftermath. All of this because of the cruel actions of heartless terrorists. Bring your everlasting peace to all who have carried the weight and injustice of losing a loved one. We ask for comfort still today for all of us as we continue to live through the new normal post 9-11, bringing us a sense of trust when we are doubtful about our neighbor, bring unity when our sinful nature seeks division, purify our hearts and help us be the light after the darkness we have experienced so we may give you glory with every breath we take. From Psalm 91, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. 
I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. With peace in our hearts, we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Our scripture this morning is taken from the gospel according to Matthew, the fifth chapter, beginning at the first verse. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. And then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all the house, in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. This is the word of the Lord. I am an early morning guy. I like to be up early, and recently I've been taking my camera and going somewhere where there's a good chance to find some birds. Often it's the celery fields out by my house. And when I get there a little before sunrise, what I will find woven about the grass and the wildflowers and the posts and the boardwalks are webs, little spider webs. You've seen these early in the morning. All through the night, spiders have been at work weaving their little webs of beauty. Spiders are amazing craftsmen. And when I'm not in a hurry, and when I have my wits about me, I'll stop, and I will admire their handiwork. Incredible designs that carry on them beads of dew, and sometimes a captured insect. If the sun is just right, the web shimmers with prisms of dewdrops. Now these works of art are both remarkably resilient and very fragile. A strong breeze they can withstand, an absent-minded birder they cannot. If I'm careful, though, and pause, 
and gently even just press my finger on the web, it amazingly stays intact. And yet the web is so tender that with just the touch of your finger, it trembles. It trembles throughout. Every part of the web is aware of any touch that comes to it. It's these webs that come to mind when I think about this day that we remember and reflect upon. Twenty years ago, I pastored a congregation, many of whose members worked in the World Trade Center. On the evening of 9-11, when we gathered in our sanctuary, not yet sure who was coming home and who was not, three of our members did not, 19 from our town did not. I stood in the pulpit and looked out upon a sea of people, many of whom I did not know, observing expressions of sadness and shock and confusion and fear. And what came to mind in that moment was how connected we were. We were so connected. We were a web of human beings holding tight to each other and at the same time holding tight to God. And we were holding tight because a part of our web had been torn into when those planes descended from the sky and tore through the Twin Towers and the Pentagon and that field in Pennsylvania. They tore through our web and it sent shockwaves through the web of humanity. And so we clung to each other and we clung to God because of course it is God who first wove the web. It's God who brings us together. It's a part of God's design that we should feel the violent ripples of that event. No man is an island entire of itself, wrote the poet John Donne. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main, and any man's death diminishes me because I am involved in mankind. We are inextricably connected to one another. Each has a part in the world wide web. And the web's fragility means that we are still feeling the ripples of this 20 year old event. The web still shakes with the shock waves. The events of just these past few weeks show how the web still quivers. Evil knows this. Evil knows about the web and how one blast to the corner of the web is a blast to us all. And evil's hope is that we might abandon the web, that we might choose to just let go of each other that we might seek to create our own islands of survival and give up on the beautiful design of God's creation. And it's tempting. Even a month or two after 9-11, we could all kind of feel that web sort of loosening. We held on a little less intently. We separated, we pulled back, we minded our own business, we went our own directions. And after 20 years, the web is now being stretched to its very limits. We are pulled apart in many ways, divided, torn asunder, polarized. Not even a pandemic can bring us together. But we are the body of Christ. We are the people who believe that this web 
was once visited by God, gently laid into a manger cradle, and that ever since the world has felt the ripples of God's grace and mercy and love, and that we, the body of Christ, are called to touch this web, not with fear, not with indifference, not with cynicism, not with vengeance, but in the spirit of Christ, we are called to touch the web with gracious acts of God. Because what we do makes a difference. Each touch sends a ripple. It's hard sometimes to remember this, but it's true. Everything we do makes a difference and is so connected to humanity that each slightest gesture can impact in large ways the outcomes of the world. Physicists call this the butterfly effect, for it's true that from a meteorological standpoint, the conditions of the atmosphere are so fragile and connected that the simple flap of a, of a butterfly's wings over Brazil can create a current of air that creates a ripple that ultimately can end up at a disturbance that eventually turns into a storm over the Atlantic. Every gentle gesture makes a difference. So what we do and what we don't do matters. It matters just as much as what was done to us 20 years ago. The ripple we send is significant. It may feel as significant as a butterfly's wings, but the effect we have upon the web is one of an earthquake. So Jesus begins his teaching ministry in Matthew and reminds us of the blessed life. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the pure in heart. Why? Because we are all a part of the web. And it is the yearning of God for the web to hold and display its brilliance. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. The light shines in the darkness. The salt seasons the meal. And we make a difference. We send tremors through the web for good and for truth and for life and for one another. And the evil one hopes beyond hope that we will forget that, that we'll ignore that, that we will not care about that anymore. But this cannot be done. For as Edmund Burke once said, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. So today I think of a playground a playground that every day preschoolers, three-year-olds, four-year-olds, five-year-olds play upon. Swinging, climbing, jumping, running. It is a place filled with squeals and giggles. And it's there to remember a good friend of mine who died that fateful day in the World Trade Center, Paul Wisniewski a father in his prime, so senselessly taken among thousands, a tear in the web. But in Paul's place, now a playground, 
in his place a web of children's play. And the web quivers with grace. And the tear is mended. So what is our connection to each other? What difference are we wanting to make for the sake of the one who is sitting next to you today? Or the one living next to you in your neighborhood? Or the one who is halfway around the globe? For what you do will either fasten or fracture. We must not allow evil to tear this web of ours. We must hold on to each other. We must send ripples of grace. We must build playgrounds. We must make a difference. For you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth.
Again, we invite you to remain following this service for a time of reflection and meditation guided by images and music uh, that will take us to the end of the hour. Listen now as I share with you the charge that is printed on the back of your bulletin. On this day, mend a quarrel, search out a forgotten friend, dismiss suspicion and replace it with trust, write a love letter, share some treasures, give a soft answer, encourage youth. Manifest your loyalty in a word or deed, keep a promise, find the time, forego a grudge, forgive an enemy, listen, apologize if you were wrong, try to understand, flout envy, examine your demand on others, think first of someone else, appreciate, be kind, be gentle, laugh a little more, deserve confidence, take up arms against malice, decry complacency, express your gratitude, worship your God, gladden the heart of a child, take pleasure in the beauty and wonder of the earth. Speak your love, speak it again, speak it still again, speak it still once again. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with you now and forevermore. Amen.